Christ is here. without thee Lord. and he has taught us well that you have wanted it to be so according to your will that we can be co-working in your field father we are so grateful father to have such a wonderful evening where we can gather lord and fully with that knowledge lord fully knowing father that we are not gathering in vain your life went down to bring us up and it is that life that sustains us this evening, Lord. We are thankful, Heavenly Father, for the blood that was spilled on Calvary. We are thankful, Father, that you ascended on high. For you said, if you would not go, it would not be good for us. But it was good that you go. It, it was good for the church, Lord. And we are so happy that it was good again, Lord, that you came down. And it is good again this evening for us that you are here with us. For where two or three are gathered in your name, there you are in their midst, Father. I pray, Lord, that, Lord God, inasmuch as you have deemed us precious in thy sight, laying down your life for our life, we would not take it, oh God, for granted to have a special time to speak about your word. We would not have this time, Lord, spoiled by the thinking of a man, by the intellect of a man who would not have this time spoiled, Lord, by the ill feelings of our thoughts, Lord. Father, everything that we have that besets our faith, I pray that it may not have room this evening, Lord, that our hearts indeed may be fully circumcised to hear from Thee. And Lord, that our ears may take in as much as we have need of tonight so we can believe. For faith cometh by hearing the word. Let it be thy word that will be heard tonight. I pray as I put myself aside that you may have all the preeminence, Lord, to speak to your church and address every need and address every cry, Lord, and every pain 
May you be the healer tonight. I pray, Heavenly Father, sanctify my lips and give me, Lord, that which is needful for tonight. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, Father, I pray, as I commit even the reading of the word into your precious hands, fully believing, Lord, and trusting in thy merits, Lord, tonight. In Jesus Christ's name, Father, we pray. Amen. Amen. I pass my greetings once again to you. The pastor has greeted you, but uh, I greet you also in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, it's a wonderful evening, and I think everyone uh, that is here has overcome the, the cold outside there. Sorry. And the flu as well. Uh, it's, it's, it's been abiding with me for two days, but um, yep, it's not bringing me down. Amen. Uh, may the blessings of the Lord abide with you. Uh, I'm so thankful for the honor that the pastor uh, has given to me tonight to have the privilege to speak to you. Amen. And uh, the, the most amazing part is when you speak to the children of God, it's like you are addressing God himself. Amen. Because he says you are, you are a part of him. So it has to be that important. I, I feel like I, I'm, I've been called to speak to God himself. Amen. There's no difference there. It was, the prophet says the word inside a believer's heart answers to the word outside. So if I'm speaking from the word outside, there's a word inside. And he that is in you is greater than he that is Amen. on the outside. Amen. And the word outside also has got all the power to overcome the devil at any instance, under any condition, at any time. So it is this what I'm preaching to overcome every evil. Amen. And it is what you have that has got more power than he that is in the world. Amen. So I'm grateful to have to say that uh, I'll be speaking to God. Amen. But I don't know how I'll, 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 I'll speak about this, but I, I'm addressing God. Amen. I think the full picture will, will unveil itself as we get raptured and we, we sit with him. Then we, we, we know exactly what he was doing all along. Amen. So we thank the Lord. Uh, I hope everyone is praying for the pastor who is in, uh, intending to travel to Zimbabwe. And I'm hopeful that everyone is also praying that you will be a benefit. Uh, most of the times, I oftentimes think if our pastor is traveling and then he goes and then the people reject his message and then he's coming back home fully knowing that hey, I've been preaching but I don't think these people... Uh, received what I was preaching. So I always pray that he, he has to have a people prepared for him to receive what God gives him. Amen. That gives joy to everyone. It will give joy to us when he gives a, a report back. Amen. Amen. God bless you, saints of God. I've turned 40 today. Amen. Amen. So, uh, I, I, I said to the pastor, I almost forgot to tell him I'm, I'm 40 now. And I'm not aging, but I'm just beginning life. Amen. So uh, I'm not aging. I'm, I'm, I'm just starting. Amen. I'm just thinking about Sister Maria. That she's, she's, she turned 81. So I'm 40-something years, 41 years younger than years. So she, and for the 41 years, I think she was in the message. So, brother, you, you begin to feel pity for yourself. Amen. 
But I'm happy and I'm grateful for one thing, that God is not making us uh, miserable. We are not aging. We are getting closer to becoming young forevermore. Amen. Shall we open our Bibles to uh, the book of John, the first chapter? Something happened as I was uh, thinking that now the pastor has called me that the way he called was without excuse to say, no, pastor, I'm not prepared. No, I won't take it. As it is all the time, you know, this is not a place of jokes. It's not a place of what you feel as a man. It's, it's what God wants for the bride because it, it perfects us. And if we are perfected, then it's our perfection that's going to take us into the rapture. So it's not a place of uh, gimmicks. Amen. So, but the pastor said, Brother Borrero, this Wednesday, it's you. I said, no. This statement is, is, is it's not prone to uh, disagreement. Yeah, so I said, okay, okay, Pastor. Yeah, it's, it's me this Wednesday. But if I had wanted to be very honest, um, I was pursuing something, and then uh, I thought uh, I must stick to that. I never was even thinking of preaching. Amen. But I respect it when the pastor says, Brother, I'm giving the, the pulpit to you. I know what it means to the bride of Jesus Christ. Amen. John chapter 1, uh, from verse 11 to 13. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of men, but of God. So there's two kinds of, of, of birth that you, you are born of the flesh and you have to deny that one and get uh, another birth which is not of the will of the flesh but of God. Amen. And I looked one point in time in the scripture in Job that man that is born of a woman is full of trouble in all his days and his days are few. But I said I'm glad I'm not born of a woman. That which is born of a woman will one day uh, go back to the uh, dust of the earth, but I'm born of God, so few are my troubles. Amen. Because he said, come unto me, all that labor and I have laden, I will give you rest. Amen. Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. Uh, we look at uh, scripture 1 and 2. Keep opening until you get there. Amen. Are, are we all there? Yes. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed. That's the part I want you to take note of. Be not conformed to this world, 
but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We are going to take again Matthew six twenty four. You must take note of those two words in, in the chapter of Romans that speaks about confirmation and uh, transformation. Matthew chapter 6, we are reading verse 24. No man can save two masters, for either you will hate the other, the one, and love the other, or else ye will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot save God and mammon. If the Bible says you cannot, you cannot. Amen. You cannot save God and mammon. Now we can uh, take the comfort of our seats. I will read uh, other scriptures uh, as we go along. I started thinking this afternoon... uh, I, I had a friend in my car, he's talking to me, but my mind was not on what we were discussing. It was all about business, work, what must we do, where are we going, uh, are we going to do one, two or three uh, things today. My mind was not there, I was battling, I was thinking about Gideon. And then I'm looking at what happened in his life, it was just going in my mind. But it drove me to something, I thought I was going to speak about that man, because it was just like a replication of thoughts and multiplication of, uh, if I would say, inspiration, not revelation, rather. Because I was just dwelling on that man and that uh, they rejected him. And uh, I'm thinking about Jeremiah chapter 8, where it says, uh, 29 verse 8, I'm, I'm sure, or 8, 11, if I'm not uh, sure, the, but you correct me. Where Jeremiah says, is there no balm in Gilead? Then I'm still thinking about this man. He was born in the land of Gilead. They rejected him. Just when I thought about the word rejected, then something popped up. I said, now it's changing avenues. I wanted to speak about Gilead. Amen. And how special that land of Gilead was. And what came out of Gilead. And why the scripture says, is there no balm in Gilead? Not in Judah. Why Gilead? So, when I, I started thinking about Gideon being rejected, then it, it took me this route. So, we are going to talk about rejects. Amen. How many are rejects? Thank you, brother, for raising your hand. I, I'm one reject. It all depends whose reject you are. I'm a reject. How many are rejects? I see so many hands rising up now. Okay, fine. I'll, I'll make you believe it at the end of the service that you, you have to be a reject. I've also watched them buying rejected clothes from the factory. By the, they recycle them and bring them in the shop, but they will not tell you it's a reject. But they still buy them. They won't throw them in the dustbin if they are rejects. If they don't pass the test, 
they still recycle them and bring them in the shop. Sometimes I, I also want to work like a sewing needle. If there's just somewhere I can patch up, it's a small thing. It, it does a small job, but it makes sense when it, the job is done. Amen. So, so I, that's why I'm coming up with this title of rejects. I'm asking for the third time again. How many are rejects? I'm, I'm a reject. Amen. So I, my, my homework tonight is to prove to you that you have to be a reject. Now the Bible in the book of John says, He came unto his own. One uh, thought about it is, He is not coming to the world. Because when you watch him, the time that he came, where this scripture refers to, when he came unto his own, they rejected him. It does not say he came unto the world. No. But further on in the book of John, it says, For God so loved the world. But when he is coming, he is not coming to the world that he loved. He is coming to his own. Amen. And it is his own that rejected him. Amen. Are you getting the sense of it? It is his own people that rejected him. In John 17, further on, it says that he prayed and said, I pray not for the world, but I pray for these. Even when they rejected him, he still prayed for them. The mystery is because they are part of him. Amen. So tonight, if your Lord and your Savior was rejected, and he says to you, if any man should follow me, let him take up his cross and come after me. If you deem your life so special and precious in your sight, and you would want to save it, you are not worth of my discipleship. Then he says, you take up your cross and follow me. If you want to save your life, you will lose it. But if you lose your life, not just for anything else, but for his sake, don't just lose your life for the world. Don't lose your life, sister, for a boyfriend. Brother, don't lose your life for girlfriends. For his name's sake, if you lose your life, you shall regain it. And afterwards, gain eternal life. And the prophet says there's only one form of life. There's not too many lives. There's only one form of life, and it's eternal life. So life cannot die, because life is the opposite of death. And life, in the end, is going to swallow up death. This is why you are sitting in your chair right now. You are part of that move that will swallow up death. The scripture says, death is swallowed up in victory. And then when we watch the victory, it's people that have been moving every day, going to church, being victorious. Well, some could not even make it to church because they can't overcome the weather. I don't know if they will be called victors in that day. And some, if it's hot, they will still tell you it's too hot, I can't go to church. If it's raining, they will blame the rain. One day I was with my friend, we decided we're going to a place out in the raw areas. Now, with our satchels, everything. Luckily, we had a change of clothes. It started raining. Brother with thunderstorms. And you could give yourself excuse today, brother. If it's like this, we can't go to church. Because we have to walk more than five kilometers to reach to where we are going to have a service. And it's raining heavily. After some time a while, I said, brother, what if the people will decide to go and they take some ragged clothes with them and then afterwards when they get there, they look for a toilet somewhere or 
a bathroom somewhere and then they put on the nice clothes and they go in that room and wait for you and you are sitting here and saying, no brother, it's raining, we can't go. So we decided to put on the ragged clothes, the dirty ones, the rain was upon us all the way. When we got there, we found everyone there. They did exactly what we did. Then I'm thinking, what if we had not done this? They would have waited and they knew we came. Some of them saw us yesterday. They are waiting for themselves. They said, the brothers came. Today we are going to have a nice and wonderful time. But you are deciding the rain is hitting me or I can't go. Brother, I was shocked that day. I say, now this is faith now. Everyone that came to, t- to church, they had some funny clothes with them. But all of a sudden they were changed. They are sitting in their chairs. Quiet time, everything perfectly aligned. They are waiting for the minister of the word. I'm thinking now, I say, brother, you see, I told you, if we had decided otherwise and blame the rain for this, the people are going to come back and say, brothers, we're still waiting for you. What were you going to do? Now, I said, if the Lord was rejected, we definitely have got to be rejected. We cannot claim that his word is with us. And it was the very same word that he was awesomely that word. In flesh. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Right in that form, it was rejected. Now you watch what he's doing. He sent the Holy Ghost to bring the full package of the word to the bride. Right in that fashion, the bride is going to be rejected. And this time is going to be a wonderful and a glorious moment for the church because once the world rejects us, it's going to reject us straight into heaven. Some of you are not prepared to be rejected because you are thinking of your friends. Myself, I don't have a friend. Especially a best friend. I don't have. Even my wife cannot be my best friend. But she's my friend. And she's my best friend. But she's not. You know what I mean. Yeah, she's the only person who can influence me. If Brother Mavagas is going to ask a hundred rand for me, I say, no, brother, I don't have money. But if he's going to go around and speak to my wife and say, sister, we are in trouble. If you can just speak to the brother. She will get that man straight to the brother and the brother will say, ah, praise God. He's got two answers. The brother says no. The sister says no, I'll sort him out. Don't worry. Wait there, I'll bring the man. Just by the corner. And the hundred rand is out. You see? Then I give to the brother. She's my friend. She can do that with me. But there's times when I've got to make some certain decisions that she might not even understand me. And I know it's it's going to hate me, it's going to hate her, but it's for the good of us all. And at times you have to sound as if like you don't even love your friends. And they will even think so, that this man doesn't even love us. But maybe sometimes if they are given a chance to hear you pray for them, they will think otherwise. But why this man with us? But sometimes... I've got a friend, uh, I'm, I'm working with him. He works very nice. But every time he's praying the song of Ja Praiser from Zimbabwe. Hey, how do you like this song? It's a wonderful song. I don't give a comment. Ah, when I don't know, you don't know singers. You, you are backward. He's giving all funny, funny, funny comments about me. I don't give a comment. I don't even have a comment. The only thing I can tell him, I don't even know this guy. And I don't have any need to know him. Then one day he asked me why. I, I said I've got only one source of influence. And today I was playing the tape to him. He said, now I will show you where my influence comes from. This radio in my car doesn't play music. 
When I want to play music, maybe I would do it on a phone, but in my car, when I'm traveling, I'm speaking to my prophet. I just press there. It goes to a CD. Then when I go to the CD, I select the message I want. Up I'm going. I'm driving, the prophet is preaching. That's me in my car. I don't want music. I'm not saying music is bad. You must get me right. He's got his own time. Amen. Now this man said, oh, I've never given myself time to listen to this, but for today, let me listen. He said, yeah, let's listen to this man. This is where I get my influence from. No problem was giving a testimony about how he, uh, he went uh, beyond the curtain of time, seeing these people, they were young again. The other one was 91 when they came to Christ. Then I wanted to talk to this man to kind of like comment on that. He said, shh, I'm listening. I said, okay, it's fine. It's fine. After some time, I park my car. I'm waiting for someone there. This guy is still looking at me. He goes on, uh, on Google. He's bringing something from Germany, a testimony when Brother Bram prayed for that blind girl. So I, I, I think we have parked the car and I, I, I put my tape on pause. Yeah, it only plays when I'm driving. When I'm here pausing, I'm waiting for someone. Maybe someone might want to speak to me. So I might have some disturbance. So this man is busy with the testimony of Brother Brenham. I hear this voice. It's like it's continuing from the tape. I see it is now on the phone. After some while, after some 30, 40 minutes, the testimony is done explained. This man is nodding his head. He says, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Then I said, yeah, I told you. This is where I get my influence from. I never get anything negative from this. So I don't know where, how it will end, but this evening it was like that. But if I had taken the other route that, hey, this man, I'm always with him, and it looks like I don't know Jah praise very well. Let me just play a few songs at least. You know, it was my friend. Hey, yeah, at least to accommodate him, which is what most believers do. You want to come accommodate your friend? You are making the Lord uncomfortable in your life. Because your friends, what they do, they won't tell you that you are a hypocrite. But they already seen that this man prophesies that he's a Christian. And they know exactly what substance must come out of a Christian. Mm. Then when you, you want to pattern after them and you are also a Christian and you are talking about God. Now, this time I, I went to fix my car to another white mechanic there. He my friend, we talk. Sometimes I just talk, but I don't tell him I'm a Christian. No, but we must stop smoking. What, 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 what? He's smoking and all those things. And he said, ah, forget about it. I tried a long time. It won't work. This thing, I'll just smoke whenever I will. It's fine. Okay, but my car, what, 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 what? We talk about the car. So today I said, you must fix my car today and finish. I must go and fetch my family from home to church. You, going to church? I said, yes. What do you want to have on me that speaks about me being a believer? Ah, oh, you've never spoken about God. I, I said, the time I, say, I tell you don't smoke, that's God speaking to you. What, what do you want? You want me to come and say, yeah, when? I'm a Christian, so listen to me, I'm going to speak about smoking. No, 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 no. I often tell you about what God wants, and you still expect another God to come and tell you otherwise. He said, yeah, but ah, now we can't. He's sobered up now. He said, no, we can't fix it today. Now bring it tomorrow. You must go to church. Yeah, I see what you are talking about. But he said, no, because I've never spoken to him openly. To be honest. So to him, I'm a, an autolitician, he's a mechanic. Exactly so. This is most of us today. 
We are afraid of being rejected by the world. But the Lord went to the cross to redeem us openly. The prophet says he was on open shame. He was put to open shame. Calvary was not somewhere hidden in a corner. He says it was not a place hidden in a corner. He was put on a cross up high between the heavens and the earth. The heavens didn't want him because he was having your sins upon him. Those unto whom he had come to, they rejected him so he had no place to put his feet on. So he was hanged in the midst of heaven and earth because he was cursed for our place. And everybody talks about it. You can be a Muslim, but you will know that Jesus Christ came to die on the cross. Because Muhammad never went with a cross somewhere, someplace, somewhere. He just brought up his Quran and other things. Buddha also with his religion, he never went to the cross to redeem men. There's only one man that died in life. Whether it was for your sins or it was for anything, but he died a different death. That's what I know. And there's only one empty tomb. So if you are rejected, I must be fully prepared to be rejected by anything. Fully prepared to be like him. The part that I'm preaching tonight is the one that most Christians don't want. They want everything to be comfortable. One day they wanted, when I received the message, they wanted to chase me out of the house. I said, so which bag must I use to pack my clothes? This, my father said, you see, he's serious. This man can go out of this house. Where are you going? I said, wherever, everywhere. I'll look for a home somewhere. But I said, before I go, I will tell you one thing. One day, I will be a man with my family, having my own house, and no one will chase me out of that house. Then my father said, no, 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 no. You are missing the point. Three nights I slept outside. We cannot have this kind of a man. You cannot reject Roman Catholic like this. No, you can't do this. Roman Catholic is a big church. I said, big or small? I don't want it. Big or small? Then they said, I'm, I'm acting rude. I said, but you are also acting rude. Because I only told you honestly and humbly that I'm a Christian now. I'm baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And you are also coming up with this rage. I don't know where it's coming from. It was not my relatives, but the devil was hating that kind of move to say, I'm taking it positively. I won't put a question mark to it. I'm still surprised with brothers that uh, I often want to speak about that because I meet it. Some of us, when we came to Christ, we had girlfriends. That even some of you, with your girlfriend, if I bring mine that I hate that time, Remember, my wife is here. I'm not, I'm not talking about nonsense here. I'm talking the reality. If I bring my girlfriend here and compare that one with the one you have, you'll choose the one that I hate. Because that's what you are. That's what you are. You'll tell honestly, rightfully, your girlfriend right now will say, no, 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 but you compare yourself to this one. Compare yourself to this one. But you know what we told them? From today on, was, don't write me any letter. There was no SMS. There was no MMS. There was no WhatsApp that time. You had to write a letter. And those letters used to stay under the pillow. When you wake up at night, 2 a.m., you are reading a letter that was written last week. It's like it's a new letter. And as if there was something to it. There was nothing to it. It was just the devil. 
We clearly knew what was happening when the word of God hit that right inside, that spot inside. It's very hard to, to tell your girlfriend that from today I'm no longer your boyfriend. Whatever it costs, I'm no longer with you. With no explanation. You had to explain why. We didn't need, need to explain anything. And you still find believers that are in the message. Not in a denomination, in the message. They still want girlfriends outside there. They walk out of this building and still look for another one. From the one you had last week, you come. You have to be prepared to be rejected. You know why this thing happens, Pastor? Because at work, they talk about their girlfriends. You are the only one that don't have. And you must be able and be bold to tell them, I'm the only one that don't have a girlfriend. My girlfriend is my wife. She was my girlfriend. She has never changed. She's still my girlfriend. She will be my girlfriend even in, in the millennium. And if I'm given another chance to choose, I will choose her. One day my wife told me, so when I die, let's be frank here, when I die, are you going to remarry? I said, to be frank enough, I will tell you, it will be very difficult for me to remarry. Because the, the problem is not you. The problem is the, 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 the capacity of what I was getting inside. That drove me to look for a wife. Because when I was looking for a wife, I was not looking for you. I was looking for a wife. Then this thing called wife bumped into you. Then that's when, that's when I said, how, how, how come this sister looks like my wife? Because I'm looking for a wife, not you. So the process that drove me to find a wife, it is very difficult to start all over again and get another one to replace her. You get what I'm saying? Now I'm wondering if some brothers can replace their brothers whilst their wives are still alive. Because your friend at work is talking about their girlfriend and how nice it is and how, how good they cook and you almost feel like your wife doesn't cook like this one. You must look for another one that cooks better. When we get to heaven, I won't sit on the same, next same bench with you. I'll make sure I'll tell you, brother, is your issue sorted? So we can rearrange our chairs very well, nicely. Yes. Was even now I cannot sit next to you if you are like that? How will I be able to make it in heaven? If you are going to heaven, you must be sure of what you are doing. You must be sure of what you are doing. Don't let any man decide for you. I can't even let my boss decide for me. My first job, I was fired because I told them on Sunday I'm going to work. They promoted me to be a foreman, but I said, put it in writing. Because my foreman was poor and old Madala just escalated because of experience. Now he can't write the reports. What's happening now? Things are changing. He, he don't know how to write the report. All the reports that was going to the engineering manager, they said, hey, this Madala is it's very clever. See how his reports are so sharp. And I was the one doing it for him. Then he said, you know what? You, I employed you so that you sit in my office. You just explain the Bible to me wherever I'm lacking. But your main duty is to write those reports for me. I was being paid to read the Bible to the foreman for eight months. But one day when I told him, when he said, no, Sunday, I'm not, I'm, I'll not be there. He's going for his business, personal business. So he wants me to come to work on Sunday. I told him, I'll be going to church. We'll meet on Monday. You go wherever you want to go. I'll go to church. We'll meet on Monday. It has never happened. But at times you have to go. 
At times you have to. You have to balance it out. At times you have to. But when you see now this devil, over and over he's coming and it's like he's targeting my services now. If it comes to that spot, I would do away with that job. And before that job, maybe you even write your, your, your what do you call it, a termination letter. I, I already got another one. With a better salary. Yes. Christians have got to learn to be bold. To address the devil. Even if he's in flesh. Learn to split. That's the problem that we have. So humbly our pastor is preaching here. Someone can preach a message that is so opposed to what he's preaching. And you see people rallying over that one. They want it. They are, they are gullible pastor. They just go for anything. But we, here we can't eat from a garbage because we can go and trace all the messages and tell me which one is garbage. Take, take, take it back. All the recordings. Show me which one is garbage. So why would you go for the garbage? And whoever is bringing the garbage into your... Uh, what do you call it? Your basket where you have all the precious food. Someone wants to also say, no brother, you must also take this garbage in there. Be able to be bold to tell them, no brother, not this substance, we don't want it. Suit and tie on, tell them, brother, I don't respect your suit and your tie. I don't want your stuff. Will we have rejects tonight? Who are ready to be rejected by the world. Shun the very appearance of sin. Anything that comes your way, tell it positional where it belongs. Because you are a believer. God has died for your, for your life. He has taken your position so that you can take his position. That is the very thing that the devil don't want. This is why you could see the recordings could not bring that information out. Those gadgets, gadgets are not from heaven. They are from the manufacturers of the devil's factories. That's right. You can manipulate them. Whether it's missing on the tape, but our ears heard it. Right. We are not waiting for a recording to have it inside. It's already inside. When I'm going to read, I'm just trying to recollect. Recollect means it's there. Or remind myself. But I've minded it already. So when I, I forget about it, I remind myself with the tape. And if it's not on the tape, I will still say, I hate it when the pastor preached it. You cannot be pregnant with the word when the one that makes you pregnant is not there. Or else you are faking that pregnancy. But I think tonight we are not faking it. We have the real pregnancy. And it is that thing that has been rejected all the time. And when it's rejected, I must be prepared to be rejected together with it. Have you seen a mother that when when the husband that is intended to marry you has impregnated the girl and he says, I don't want the girl. Then the girl, out of lack of sense, she goes and commits suicide with the child or she aborts the child and carries on with life. There's, There's a loss of sense of life there. Simply because this man is saying, I, I'm, not, I'm not the one. So you kill yourself. You are also killing the opportunities that this child was going to bring into your life. Because another failure has told you, I'm a failure. Okay. <laughs> so you are also failing with them. 
How many children have been raised by single mothers? Tell me. Plenty of them. What if those mothers decided to say, if your father is not here, then I'm leaving everything behind. Even the children, I'm, I'm leaving everything. I, I, I just have to mind my own life. If your mother could have said that, will we, some of us, could we be here tonight? If a man can reject a woman that he fully knows that I've been with this one for the past six months, but now she's pregnant, I don't want her. Why can't you reject the world? Why can't you reject the world? We have to be rigid. And accept to be rigid. Let's read on. Luke chapter 9. Especially myself, I'm prepared to be rejected everywhere. They tell me, you don't have a television, you are backwash. Yes, I'm backwash. You are, you're, 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 you're brainwashed. Yes, I'm brainwashed. So if I say yes, so what? I'm waiting for the next comment. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. Some people sing this song, but they don't mean it. No turning back. But how many times have you turned back because of, of a friend that made a funny comment about your life? Some people can even laugh at you because you don't have a car. But I can tell you, brother, not every one of us was born with a car. We never came from our mother's home holding a car and a, a nice house and banging for it everywhere. We came just as we are. Right. If you look at me wearing overalls and I don't have clothes, don't think that tomorrow you'll find me without clothes because Edgar still has got plenty of them on sale. You can even go to jet, they will say, sell, buy, buy, pay 100 rand, you get three. So why you laugh at me because I don't have clothes? You see some of the things that makes you rejected by the world, they are, it's foolishness. Someone can laugh at you because you don't have an iPhone. Yeah. And you feel out of place because you don't have an iPhone. You can go bankrupt because you want to get an iPhone, the latest one. But I'm telling you, brother, the simplest phone can have the table. And you can be listening to the messages or read from there if you want. Because that's the, that's the best information that you can ever have in this world. That God has given you, not man. Now man has made an iPhone, then you feel yourself ashamed. Then they say, brother, can we have a look at your phone? Say, ah, I don't have it now at the moment. I left it home. Because you see everyone has got S what, 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 I what, what, what. Now you think, hey, I've got a J1 something. I can't bring this one out. You feel ashamed, you're out of place because of a phone. Because of a phone. How many phones are you going to find in heaven? How many phones are you going to find in heaven? And how many brothers are you going to phone when you get there? Let's be frank with it, brothers. Someone can laugh at you because you don't have a television, but every time they are watching Generations and Scandal and all those nonsense, they, those people are divorced. They've divorced four or five times. The filthiest life you can ever mention on their addresses. And then you are watching it every day. Because someone is watching it every day and you don't have it. And they talk about Generations and you feel out of place. You must tell them, brothers, I'm not that kind. I don't even watch that stuff. I don't even want it in my house. 
Even if I will have a television, I will use it for the right purpose. Because the prophet says, this gadget was going to be profitable if it was going to be used for the right purpose. Now you bring it in your house because you want it for the right purpose, but the devil tells you the right purpose is generations. And generations, they are showing the gays how, how the gay life must be. They are teaching your children. Your, the subconscious of your child speaking that thing. One day you will hear your son telling you, no, Papa, I want to marry another boy here. And you wonder from where did you get this all the time we have been in church? But you were in church, but the devil was emptying everything of church when you get home. You made your home a hell for your child. Because your friend next door is laughing at you because you don't have a television. So you are trying to be <laughs> come to the same terms with them. Be a reject. So what I'm telling you tonight. Be a reject. Total reject. Reject everything of the world. If the love of the world is in you, the love of the Father is not in you. If you still have the love of the world, you know, there's a difference between uh, money and the love of money. You can see someone with billions, but they, they can even kill someone to get more billions. But they are not even satisfied with the... You can even conscientize them, hey, Papa, you've got 10 billion with you right now. They still want 20 billion. For what reason? They've bought all the properties that you can think of in this world. They have every, they've driven any kind of a car. They are waiting for the next one that will come from McCarthy. And they still want more money. They've got the love, of, love for money. But money itself is not the root of evil. The Bible says love, money answers all things. In the book of Ecclesiastes, they say, but the root of all evil is the love for that money. There's quite a difference there. So if you have the love for the world, you just crave for the things of the world. Your heart, unstoppably, your affection, affection is going for those things. Time after time, your, your, your meditation is on the things of the world. The love of the Father is not in you. And if the love of the Father is not in you, you are not of His. Is it a scripture? So if I'm of His, I have to have His love in me. And I have to do away with the love of the world. Then that makes you a reject. Because the very thing that will count you a reject, brother, sister, is not when you tell the people, I want to be a reject here. No, it's when you take the thing that they have rejected. It's when your sisters start to put on nice long skates when they are putting on trousers. You become a reject. Because that thing, you take it from the scripture, they have denied, long denied the word. So everything that the word says, they don't want it. But when you begin to take the word, they begin to see, this one is misbehaving. Where is your trousers? Say, I, 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 actually, I will buy it tomorrow. I was actually looking around here. I, I didn't find the one that I want. But what of this long skirt? I just put it on for today. You are ashamed to leave the scripture. You know a scripture entitles you to live exactly what God says. He wants you dressed this way. So if you dress that way and your friends start laughing, then you are looking for, you are telling them you, you're going to buy yours tomorrow. The love of the world is still in you, even if you've got your long skirt down. Tell them I don't wear that nonsense. How do you feel comfortable in that dirty dressing of yours? When they begin to look at them, they say, ah, but I look like I'm naked. Yeah, you have to be the, 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 the measuring stick. You have to be the spirit level for the things. You are, you are there for comparison. Now they say there is a comparison. But the devil was expecting to just sweep the whole world with trousers. No one should wear a long skirt here. 
Then he sees two, three, four sisters here. They are responding to a scripture somewhere. He's looking at some brothers. They say, I will stay with my wife no matter what. Mm. Where are they getting this from? Uh, we hear about a man, William Brennan, preach a certain message. What, what, what on earth are they doing? They call themselves the bride of Jesus Christ. Then when they start to say, hey, when, what are you? What are you doing? Ah, you see, I, some of these things that we just do, it's our church that tells us to dress this way. But you don't want it. It's just your church, but you don't want it. Luke chapter 9. You must get rid of the world. Now, when you do that, you are being transformed by the renewing of your mind. And your mind, when it's renewed, it will not recognize the things of the world. But if you are conformed to the world, even if your mind tells you, just wear a long skirt, but your, mind, your, your whole mind is conformed to the world, you will otherwise somewhere, someone will see. There's something not right with this sister. There's something not right with this brother. How many of you brothers, if someone can come like they did to me, propose love to you, a woman, and tell you they're going to look after you and your wife? Can you go and tell your wife at home, you know, honey, when I was in town, I met another woman, she's a crazy woman. Can you fellowship with your wife over that? You have to be born again to do that. Otherwise, you say, hey, but this maybe one day, If, it, if I tell my wife, it's going to be a problem. Let me just leave it. I'm a gentleman. I'll handle it. No, you can't handle it like that. Tell your wife. You know, there's a crazy woman. The most one day she's going to run after you and grab you and say, ah, give you a hug and your wife is next to you. And you don't have anything to do there. But she's crazy about you. She's telling me I'm going to come to your house and stay with you. And then you don't give an answer there. She says, oh, this man I've already stolen his heart. No, one day she sees when she don't know your wife. She's going to come with that hug that will ne- never let you go. For five minutes, she's hugging you. <laughs> Taking memories like, oh, if I can be with this one for the next five years. And your wife is watching. And the brother's now standing like, now this is my wife here. Why would you bring yourself to that dirty spot like that? Tell this woman, I am married. You see this ring? When are you are crazy, something is wrong with your mind. I can tell you, no one cooks better than my wife. If, brother, you don't come to that spot, you t- keep on telling your wife, I eat nice food, they eat KFC. Why you don't make... You are complaining every time when your wife cooks food. I asked it one day, my wife, I asked it, I said, have you ever seen me eating salt to my food? And you have never asked me why I do it. You think, you think I don't like salt? She said, ah, but I've never seen you do that. But when you, when you make some nice beef roasted, if you ever heard me call for a salt shaker, it shows that there's some way I like the salt. But for, for the very first day that I met my wife, the very first day she started cooking for me, I've never put salt in there. Until uh, your food is not tasting nice because you didn't cook nice because there's no salt in there. I know what it will do to her. Because she was preparing and taking all her time to do that. I know why I, I just eat and forget about it and sleep. And you can't do that to your wife. And you tell her you love her. You break about KFC and you don't break about your wife's food. Yes. McDonald's is better than your wife, your wife's food. 
Brother, you must get clever with it. Sisters, if you see your husbands, every time they just take you to McDonald's, McDonald's, KFC, they are just dodging your food. Tell them today we are eating at home. Yes, tell them today I'm going to make nice supper for you. No McDonald's today. No matter how much money is what. Say today you're going your money, you're going to use to buy tomatoes and onions. I'm going to do the cooking. If you see an expression that explains something like, ah, you see, uh, I, was, I was already prepared to go to Tell them, ah, no, let's change the plans. You'll see what I'm telling you about. You'll see. You'll see why some brothers like McDonald's and KFC more than when, they, when you cook at home. I'm not saying you must not go to KFC if you like it. I'm only telling you you must appreciate your wife's food. When she makes the, even the waste food, it's the best in that home. Yes. My mother, I call her my mother, but she was my stepmother. She used to drink beer. One point in time, she's mixing the salt and the beer. She don't know which one is salt, which one is beer. She's pouring in there. I never complained. I'm telling you. I would just feel pity for my mother. She's drunk. She don't know which one is salt shaker and which one is beer. This time, she's drinking. She wants to take the salt shaker. She puts it there. Next, next moment, she forgets. She picks the beer. She pours in the meal. What do you do about that? You deny your mother. No, 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 sir. We just eat quietly. At one point in time, if it was going to make us drunk, we were going to be drunk for a short while. Until we leave that home. Yes. She's going through a lot for my sake. She's paying all her... When she gets paid, she pays all the money for the school fees, examination fees, everything. She's left with nothing. The only thing I can just do is to feel pity for her. She doesn't know which one is salt chicken and which one is bottle of castle. She used to like black label. And she used to send me to buy that black label. But one day, when I came to age and I received this message, I told them, today, I'm making my own decisions. I'm not going to be a drunkard, number one. And I'm not going to buy beer for one who ever chose to drink here in this house. That's when they chased me out of the house. The reason being that you made your own choice alone and I have to make my own choice and stand for it. This is why I'm preaching to you tonight. It started from there. But my father, after, after a while, they said, no, this man knows what he's doing. But I explained to them, no, you know why you smoke? It's because you chose to smoke. Sometime back there when you were still a young man like me, you chose to? Smoke. You chose to drink? Now you are forcing me to be part of your choice and deprive me to make my own choice when I'm in my age of being a young man. There was quite a fight. And I was disliked for over five years. I was not the, I was, they used to say, yeah, you must remember to do whatever you do, but don't be like this one. But one point in time, my father took my Bible, he called the whole family, he said, if you are going to ever make it in life and be something, look at even this Bible, how it's covered. This man knows what he's doing. Where was he getting it from? Because I stood with what I professed. So he was observing all this time. What is this man doing? Five years, ten years, fifteen years. Now he comes back to the family and says, no, 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 we were mistaken that time. This man knows what he's doing. What's all of you? I see, even when you drink or whatever you do, but you're not, I can't make out of your life what you, where you are going and where you are, where you are coming from. But this man, I've been looking at him from the time he told us he's a Christian. 
Once I gave them a choice, I said, now I can go and bring all my horses here tonight. Drink all the beer you want me to drink. Don't you ever tell me it's, it's too much. Make your choice as a family. And I will support it. If you can't support mine. Then that is when my father made the turning point. So no, leave this man alone. Maybe it's his calling troubling him. I don't know what he was explaining about the calling. Because I had to reject. And I was rejected because I rejected what they were. But it's a light to some. If ever they want to say to someone in the family to say, look up to that one, it's me. When it comes to the way, there was the firstborn. You can't be a firstborn in the family and, and be wish-wash. My other cousins, they had the firstborn brother was baptized before me. He begs lead. Every one of them appreciates the message, but they can't come. They appreciate it, they can't come. They visit, they leave it. Because the firstborn in that family received the message. And he kicked the message out of his life. And he thought he was doing himself a favor. Now the other ones, they say, yeah, our brother was also in this church. Yeah, we see another one. brother of ours, the cousin is there. They visit. But the way the first one responded is the way the rest are going to be. Was the, is, is their example. Brother, whether you like it or you don't like it, at work, at home, you are an example to someone. They will never tell you that we are observing you. But just make a mistake and hear what they say. There's times when I wanted to also join in the jokes. They say, ah, when a pastor, you don't do this. Where did they get this term to call me a pastor? I'm not a pastor. But they say, no, pastor, you also speak like this. I said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I missed it. I'm sorry. Then I'm, I'm reminded with the people that I told, I'm not this. Now, after some time, they are defending me now. So I must keep to my position. But sometimes you get wild and you want also to join. Hey, 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 they are speaking dirty jokes. You want also to put in something. They say, ah, when and you also. <laughs> say, no, I, I missed it. I made something wrong. I'm sorry, brothers. I'm sorry. Because when you, you are coming, when they are talking nonsense, they say, no, hey, the pastor is coming. Keep quiet. Hey, let's, let's get to working. That man is coming. You think they fear that man? Because if I can join them, they can tell any dirty joke. But if I stand with the word, it's the word that makes give them that fear. Yeah. And you have to come to that spot when you outrightly get rejected by everything. And you reject everything of the world. Then you come to the spot where God says, this is my substance. Bone of my bone. Flesh of my flesh. And some of us, that's the reason why our prayers are not answered. Amen. That's the reason why some of us, our prayers are not. You have offended God so much that he is not willing to, to be a co-worker with you. Because you love too much of the world more than him. Every time he's coming to avail himself in your situation, you've got options, worldly options. Every time you come, he comes and he's trying to inform you about some things that will happen in your life. You, you've got excuses. You can't give him ample time and space to, to, to speak to you. Luke nine eighteen, And it came to pass, as he was all alone praying, his disciples were with him, and he asked them, saying, Whom say the, the people that I am? They answered, said, they answering said, John the Baptist, but some say, Elias, 
and others say that you are one of the old prophets. One of the old prophets is risen again. Because these people were Pharisees, they believed in resurrection. He said unto them, but whom say ye that I am? Peter answering said, the Christ of God. He didn't say Jesus. You must take note of that one. The Christ of God. And what is Christ? The anointing. You are the anointing of God. Recognized what was in the body? Jesus. And he straightly charged them and commanded them to uh, tell no man that thing. You see that thing? It was something that God said, tell no man. If he had come for everyone, he would say, Peter, go and publish the news. Everyone must know I'm the Messiah, I'm here. But he said, tell no man that thing. Saying, the son of man must suffer many things. How about this church? Let's stop there. The son of man must suffer many things. And be of the Remember, he came unto his own. These things are happening with his own. And you will see these things pastor, happening with his own in our time. And the chief and the and be slain and be risen the third day. You must take note of the two portions where he said must suffer and be rejected. The bride is going through the same if you stand with the word, I'm telling you, brother, you will be rejected even with message believers. You know why I'm happy tonight? I've turned 40, but I'm happy because I've got people listening to me. There's times when I preached and people moved their chairs and went out. Just by repeating scriptures. Just by repeating quotations. Because they've long gone their way. And their conscience is seared with a hot iron. They can't take anything of the truth inside. They've got itching. And they make teachers to them. If a teacher that is gifted by God to tell the truth, they will reject him. Mm. Suffer many things. But now when you come to that spot, you must not also, uh, being reviled, be reviled not. You must not revile back. Mm. Don't show that you have something and try to fight with them. Pray for them. Mm. Because among them, you don't know if they are going to heaven or not. Yeah. Will they make it or are they part of God and they are not? Also, have got seven seeds there. Because some of these people were told you are of your father the devil, but they are scribes, they are elders, they are chief priests. But Christ openly told them you are of your father with their Bibles in the armpits. You think the devil started preaching today? He preached a long time back there. We want another scripture, then I'll read a few quotations, then we close. Where was I? I said, uh, you must suffer many things and be rejected and be raised the third day. And he said unto them, he said to them all, if any man will come after me, this is your portion now, let him deny himself. This portion is very difficult for a believer. And take up his cross, even for a preacher, it's very difficult. Because when you want to bring the food to the bride, 
There is a way that you think and the way you understand things, but you must drop it down and ask God. Denying yourself. Brother Bram said, if I want to do the best for my Lord, my greatest homework, he says, the other place he says, my greatest enemy is William Brenham himself. The other portion he says, is, I have to get myself out of the way. What is this myself that he keeps talking about? The way he looks at things. The way he feels about things. The way he thinks about things. And some of us, we maintain the way we think. It must be so. And then you even outrightly tell a brother that he's wrong because you think he's wrong. You feel that he's wrong. But what if God says he's right? What if God says he's right? So he must give room to them. Maybe my brother is not looking at the thing right. Let me pray for him. Just leave it there. You'll be safe than to say this brother is wrong. Most after some time, if the brother is going to bring the, the wrong that you think is wrong, then it's going to be the right thing. Will you turn and say, brother, I was wrong in this way? With the attitude that you presented in the first time, you maintain that, brother, still mate. Believe what you believe, I believe what I believe. Even with a denominational man or with any brother, I've never wanted a stalemate where they say, believe what you believe. I said, no, brother, we are not to believe. You know, any man should not believe what they believe. We should believe what the word says. You believe what you believe, I believe what you, I believe. But give me what the scriptures say, and I'll give you what the scriptures say. Then let's come to one place and say, at least we have found what the Bible says. You go with what the Bible says, I go with what the Bible says, plus what I believe. Yes, if I'm going to stick to my way, but at least I, I, with the fellowship that I had, I found something from my brother. That is from the, from the weight. Then I'll correct myself and say, but hey, this way of thinking is not right. Most of the times I must just maintain that standard a little bit. Amen. Luke chapter 16, verse 10 to 15, it also speaks about us not... Uh, it's not easy for us to save God and mammon. Amen. And he says, if you are not faithful in that which is least, he that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. God gives you 2,000. You can't even pay tithes of 2,000. But you are praying every day to get millions. You want a tender to get 1.5 million. You will still not pay that tithe. You will still not give an offering. If you read your message very well, an offering is part of a service. When you fail to give an offering, you must say, God, help me. He has given you little. You've got 10 rand, you can't even give one rand for your tithe. I was just ten rand, brother. You see, I, I just I didn't make much. It's just ten rand. I tell my wife, even if it's ten rand, give her one rand to God. That's what I have. Every increase, I give what belongs to God. To God. Let's read the other, the other portion of it. If therefore you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon. You want a tender. It's not of God. God will never even be part of that tender. You only be part of it because you are part of it. It's unrighteous altogether. It's of the world. You, who will commit to you, to your trust, the true riches? What are the true riches? This message that we preach tonight. Let me get to something here. At least I'm not sure of time. 
Uh, I think I'll just take five minutes, then I'll, I'll, I'll be closing. I pray God will help me to use that five minutes. Amen. In the message, the resurrection of Lazarus uh, preached on the 1950, 08-13. If the brothers can reach out for it, we can read together. Brother Brigham says, you will bear with me just a little bit. We will have prayer. Our Heavenly Father, now we have come together this afternoon for one purpose, to speak of thee and to love thee. And we all love you. And we have come facing this today, knowing that today, today may be someone may seal their eternal destination from the service today. The attitude towards the word. We realize that no one can come in a service and return and be the same person. And we go out. If we reject, we go out worse than we were when we come in. And if we accept, we go out better than we were. For the word shall not return void. It will accomplish that which it was proposed for. Are you going out of this service the same way you came in? Or you are going to have your mentality changed? And your renewal of your mind? If there is things that you have been doing and you don't watch the word. One day. One day. That conscience will not strike to tell you this thing you are doing is wrong. Brother Abraham says you would have crossed the line if you don't, you no longer feel that I'm doing wrong and you continue doing wrong. Remember it says, let the filthy remain filthy still. And they that are righteous be righteous still. How long will you stay in your filthiness? How long? How long will you stay in your filthiness? Message expectations. God's divine order of the earth, the Holy Spirit today, is the same as he was. To reject Jehovah was a penalty. You, you, had, to, you had to be punished. To reject Jesus was a penalty. And to reject this, he says to reject this, what people call fanaticism and people call foolishness, there is where most believers don't want when they call foolishness. This message. Nobody wants to be a fool. But elsewhere is wisdom. They are all wise. Even the Bible says the children of the devil are wiser than of the kingdom. The children of the world are wiser than they of the kingdom. So when they represent their wisdom to you, the word becomes foolishness to them. So they are actually telling you, you are foolish in doing this. You are brainwashed with this Bible thing. Every time you are talking about the word. What else must I talk about? If I tell you I'm a believer, what do I believe in? I must talk about the word. I must profess the word. I must live the word. They are telling me about the world and they are living the world and they are of the world. How about you as a believer? How will they know what a believer is? When will they learn to put a, a demarcation to say this one is a believer and this one is not a believer? If you don't live the life. Amen. If and to reject this, what people call fanaticism and people call foolishness, is the Holy Ghost, it's more of a penalty to reject the Holy Spirit today than it would, it would be to reject Jesus Christ or the Father. That's right. He says, 
If you say anything to me, you will be forgiven. But if you are going to say anything against the Holy Ghost, it's unpardonable. Amen. Then people don't know what the Holy Ghost is. They are speaking about, they are speaking against the bride of Jesus Christ and that is where the Holy Ghost is. And you are ashamed of it. You must take the shame. Because he says, whoever is ashamed of me before men, I will also be ashamed of him before my father who is in heaven. Which part do you want tonight? Do you want to be part of the world and be rejected of the father? Or you want to reject the world and they call you a reject? Then you go to heaven and God will say, I know him, I've been with him all the way. I think that is what I will choose tonight. I will tell him, Father, I've been with you all the way. If ever there was anything that I faltered in, I presented it back to you. Amen. I wanted to read another quotation, but I won't read that one. Brother Brunham says, if a man rejects the light, it's darkness. There is no intermediate. You can't go in, in the middle. He says, if you are a borderline believer, you won't make it. You are only bringing out hypocrisy. So you have to outwardly tell the people, tell the world that I am a believer. I believe in God and his word. I believe in God's prophet and his message. And be able to tell them what this message speaks about. If you can tell them, let your life tell them. Live the life until they can say, we, we see something in the life of this man. Another brother gave you that testimony. Went to Zimbabwe, the wife got sick. We, we just met at work. The news happened to, to come to my house and then they say, the wife has been chased away. She's outside with everything of hers. They say, today she will sleep outside. I slept with her in my one room. I told my wife, you know, we are praying for a house. And we say, God, if you give us a seven-roomed house or whatever, ten-roomed house, we'll take care of your children. They will find somewhere to sleep. Then they give you just a neighbor next door to you. He's a believer now. I would have taken an attitude to say, no, I've got one room now. I have nowhere to put them. I, I had to go and sleep at my brother's house, ask my wife to say, take care of this woman until they find somewhere to, to stay. Brother, they never found anywhere to stay. I had to fork out my own money to pay a rent, first rent for them in the location. But he's a brother now with his family. In the message. The man, when he came back, he said, I have often heard you speak about church. Yeah, because of what happened, I'm coming with my family to church. I never opened the scripture to him. I never even thought this was going to drive him to take that decision. You see. But this is exactly what you have to live. Paul says, you can't say to a brother, it's cold, brother. God will help you. Go and be warm. Give him your jacket. Because that is exactly what's going to warm him. You are wearing two jackets and you tell the brother, go, God be with you. You will be warm, brother. It's cold out there. And the brother don't have a jacket. Give him your jacket. You must, you must show that you have got that love. Amen. You know, pastor said, we, we, we don't have to have enemies. But enemies will have us as their enemies. Amen. So even your enemies, you must, you must be prepared to do good for them. The best that you have never even done for your mother, you must do it even for your enemy. Because that's what the Bible says, love you. How many are prepared to love their enemies? Someone will say, brother, brother, if it comes to my enemy, 
Ah, that part, brother, is not for me. It's for every Christian, brother. You have to love your enemies. Love your neighbor as yourself. And the neighbor was not put in brackets to say believer. Just a neighbor. That next door. Believer or no believer is your neighbor. Love them as you. In that you fulfill all the righteousness. And all the commandments are in these two. When you love God with all your heart, everything that is in you, all your soul, everything you give over to God, the next thing you love your neighbor is yourself. You have completed the whole entire Old Testament. That is what Christ said. But how many of us have been able to do that? Because when you start to do that, you'll be rejected. When they come to a reject, you must be prepared to say, I am a reject for the cause of Christ. May God bless you. Amen. Through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Through it all, through it All over the building as we with our heads about, our eyes closed. All over the building. either rejectability from friends, even fellow former church members, dear God. But Heavenly Father, through that rejection, that is why we are here today. If our Lord Jesus was rejected, who are we not to be rejected? Whenever we take sides with Jesus, we are bound to be rejected, dear God. But in our rejection, that is where you bless us, in our rejection, that is where you silence, dear God, our critics. That's why the prophet says, before any picture can hang in the hall of fame, 
it must go through critics first, dear God. It has to be rejected. It has to be criticized. That's exactly what the bride is going through in the end time. But Heavenly Father, we want to thank you that we will endure until the end. Because, dear God, we find joy in being rejected because of your weight. Here are the believers. May you bless them abundantly as they will be going back to their respective homes. May you grant them the traveling mercy until such time we meet again. Our brother, you have spoken through him. Restore the virtue, dear God, that has been lost in the process. We want to thank you for tonight. Everything we committed to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you richly. Amen. We hope you are blessed. Have a blessed week of what remains. God bless you, Brother Abrera, for such a wonderful message. Amen. I'm out tomorrow. Pray for me. I'll be back on Monday. Amen. Amen. On Sunday, Brother Mpanyana will take over where Brother Abrera has left. Amen. Amen. Next Wednesday, Brother What will go on. Hallelujah. But Monday, I'm back. Amen. It's only one service that I'm missing, which is Sunday. Amen. God bless you richly. Just give us a song and then you are dismissed. Thanks for your patience with the technical glitches that we have had. Amen. But you are real soldiers. Amen. God bless you. Give us a song maybe. Mr. Bianca, you should have a song. Okay. It is not there. Through it all once again till we meet you. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm.